This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to discuss the books on my 2020 reading list. I'll quickly go through each of the 52 books and tell you why I'm reading each one. This may provide some book ideas for your own reading list and also some background on how I put mine together each year. If you're unfamiliar with the Books of Titans project, here's a quick overview. I create a yearly reading list of 52 books. I set that list before the beginning of the year, I randomize the order, and then I read the books in that order. In 2017, I I made it through 51 of the 52 books. In 2018, I made it through 48. And this year, I'm on track to finish all 52 books on my list within the next few weeks. Once I've chosen the books, I don't look at it from a book point of view, but but more from a pages point of view. So I'll add up all the pages for those 52 books, and then I'll, I'll divide by 365, and that will show me how many pages I need to be reading on average per day to get through all of my books for the year. So for example, in, in this year, 2019, there were 17,416 pages in my 52 books. If I divide that by 365, that equals 48 pages per day. So I, I know I need to be at the 48 pages per day level. Uh, this year, I've been I've averaged 51, so uh, that I'm, I'm a little bit ahead, and that's why I'll probably finish in the next few weeks um, uh, towards the beginning of de- December. For 2020, the uh, the total number of pages so far is 17,804. And so that will be 49 per day. That That's bound to change though. So when I get the actual book, I look in the back and then uh, I, I figure I, I look for the total number of pages and, and put that in. If I don't have the book, I, I go to Amazon and I just pull whatever they say is the total number of, of pages. But Amazon always includes um, the notes in the back and... Uh, all sorts of stuff that I don't include. So when I get the final book, that that total number of pages usually goes down. Uh, for for 2019, I, the 17,416 is the actual number of pages. But for 2020, uh, that 17,804 will probably go down a little bit. But either way, I'm looking at probably 48 pages per day, roughly what I w- uh, what I had for this year. So for for my reading list, I I think about the books that I want to be reading. The entire year. So I'm reading my 52 books this year for 2019, but this entire year of 2019, I've been thinking about the 52 books for next year's list. And it, it gives me a lot of joy. It's, it's, it's almost like Christmas every day, like you're thinking about the books and then um, you're, get, you're slowly gathering them, uh, going to bookstores, getting the books, uh, ordering them, all, all that. Uh, so it's, it's just, it's, it's a, a lot of fun to be thinking about what I want to be reading. And then it also helps me just narrow down to the books that I, I want to be reading. So I've, I've highlighted a lot of this in a previous podcast episode, how I put my books together. So I, I won't discuss that anymore, but I, I will link to that episode in the, in the show notes. So if you're interested in, in a little deeper uh, into how I put together my lists, um, I, I, uh, check out that podcast episode. I'm going to divide this episode up into three segments, just so you have a little musical interlude between each, each one. But uh, in, the, in, in the first two segments, I'll cover the se- uh, 17 books, so... First segment.
Now on to segment one in the first part of my list. I am turning 40 next year. So during 2020, I will be turning 40 years old. And as a result, my list contains a certain number of books that have impacted me over the years. Maybe it's nostalgia or uh, actually, I think it's just more curiosity. I want, I, want to, I want to revisit the books that when I look back, I know these have had the biggest impact in my life. I want to revisit these and see if they have the same impact reading them again. Because uh, most of them that I'll be rereading, I haven't read them in in over 20 years. And there are actually some that I haven't read in 33 or 34 years because they're some of the first books I remember remember reading as a kid. So as I go through the list, I'll highlight which books those are. Uh, But I'm I'm really excited about rereading those. For this entire project so far, the three years of books, uh, 150 books, there's only been one that has been a book that I've reread. All the other ones have been brand new, uh, the ones that I've, I'd, I had never read before. But this year, it's, it's going to be a little different, 2020. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and reread some books that, uh, that have really impacted me. So I'm going to start going through the list here. I'm going to present them in the order in which I'll be reading them. So book number one, I will be starting on January 1st, 2020. So here we go. Book number one, The Bible. Yes, the Bible, like the entire thing. I know that's not a smart decision. It's not wise to try to read 52 books in a year and start with an 1800 plus page book, but I want to do it. And this is actually the book I am most excited about reading in 2020 because I've never done this before. I've never read through the Bible from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation without reading other books in between. I've done like read the Bible in a year plans where if you read roughly five chapters a day in the Bible, you will get through it in a year. But I've, but that's over a whole year and I'm reading other things in between and it's, it's not really flowing. It's not, I'm not starting at the beginning and going to the end. It's kind of, it's jumping around. Uh, so I have never just sat down with this being the only book I'm reading at the time, starting at the beginning, going to the end. I anticipate this taking 40, roughly 40 days, just uh, dividing, you know, number of pages, uh, trying to stick around around 50. Uh, so give or take, probably going to take around 40 days. So, um, you know, over a month to get through it. But uh, I, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to see, just just experience that, to, to see what it what it's like to read it that way. I'm doing a few things different from... Uh, Bibles I've read in the past, and in the sense that this one is uh, the CSB version, which is Christian Standard Bible, which is a new translation. I I think it actually just came out in 2018. So it'll be a fresh translation. It it won't be one that I'm used to reading. So maybe that will just kind of also open it up to where it may not be as familiar, uh, but it might just give that little little, uh, push to, to... Maybe not just be rote reading, but uh, but actually kind of spark some some new ideas. It's also uh, a, a a version of the Bible that doesn't have any of the verses notated. So if if you've ever looked at a Bible, there there are uh, all the verses. You know, it shows all the verses, and so as you're reading, like almost every sentence will have an, an, a, another verse. And those weren't in the the original. Those were put in. Just it, it helps you find different different verses and in, in parts of the Bible, but um, 
that's not the experience of 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 someone reading it when it when it was written. It, it I mean, there's letters. There, there's all types of different things in the Bible, but um, uh, types of writing. But th- there were never verses until relatively recently. So I'm reading it without verses uh, in a in a new translation, and from start to finish. So. <laughs> Wish me luck, but uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. So that's book number one. Number two will be Non-Obvious Megatrends by Rohit Bhargava. Now, for the past four years, one of the first books I've read each of those past four years, starting in 2016, is this Non-Obvious series of books. And so what Rohit does is he reads across a variety of publications, um, interests, newspapers, uh, books, all sorts of things. And he, he's trying to identify trends that are, are already happening. And, and so what he does is kind of takes it to the next level. Like if this is happening right now, this is probably where it's going. And what's, what's really cool is each book, uh, he, he releases it in January and then it, it predicts trends for that year, but it's not like predicting crazy things. It's just this is what we're seeing, and this is the next logical conclusion from what we're seeing. But he then uh, grades each of the previous years. So he makes these predictions, and then the next year he'll say, well, I got an A on this prediction, I got a, a C on this prediction, uh, F on this one. And, and so it's really cool. It helps you, helps you kind of see like his thinking style and, and where he gets these. But it's, it's, a, it's a really good way to start each year. And so I, I suggest this book to you as well, just because it, 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 it helps you think like no matter what business you're in or, or type of work you do, it helps you identify things that are, are happening and maybe where your business might fit in or uh, a new product might fit in. Uh, it, it, it's really helped me in the past just understand the work I do. Uh, I do website development. So, so even thinking about that and, 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 talking about that with my clients that the, these sets of books have always helped. So non-obvious megatrends. And I will, I will link to, to my full list here in the, in the show notes. So you can go to the Books of Titans website and even, even listen along as you're listening, you can, you can look at the books. They're in order. And then you can click on any of the books to get the link, to see how many pages, to see why I'm reading it, that sort of thing. Book number three is my hinge book. Now, you may have heard me talk about hinge books before. I, I don't know if other people use that term, but, but here's what I mean by hinge book. If you go to someone's house and, and you walk in, they have an office or a, a library and it's full of books. If you ask them this question, you'll get an interesting response. Ask them, what is the book in which all of your other books hinge upon? What is the one book that if you had not read that book you would not have started your reading journey or that it would have not led to uh, other interests which would have populated your library. And I've asked that question. I asked it to uh, Austin Cleon, the uh, author of Show Your Work. Uh, I, I, I heard him speak at a, at a bookstore here in Nashville this year. And I asked him that question and, and he responded immediately. He knew exactly what was, he actually responded with an author, uh, but, but a, a, a hinge author in that sense that led him to everything else in his life. It, it, it all went back to one, one author. I've asked someone else that question and they, and they said, uh, they thought about it for a long time and they said, my hinge book is the Bible. It, uh, 
it opened up new worlds to me. Uh, it, it wanted me, it, it made, gave me a desire to want to read more, read other things. And so that person's hinge book was, was the Bible. My hinge book is The Sacred Romance by John Eldridge. And so that's book number three for, for this year. I heard John Eldridge speak. He actually spoke at, at the church I was going to in 1998 or 1999. And the best way I can describe this book is, is it's kind of like The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. But the hero of the story, John Eldridge says, is Jesus. And so he, he talks about uh, all the myths and stories that we hear, the movies that we watch, the things that tug at our hearts, whether it's poetry, movies, music, art. It, 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 it points to the hero of the story, and he says the hero is Jesus. And as uh, someone coming out of college at that or coming out of high school into college at that point, when I read that book, that just opened up new worlds for me. It it uh, made me want to dig into literature. Uh, I started reading the classics after reading The Sacred Romance. Uh, it introduced me to, or kind of reintroduced me to C.S. Lewis. And so I started reading C.S. Lewis. That led to all sorts of other things in, in, in my life. And so my, my library, uh, the books that are on my shelves right now, I, I attribute them to this book, my hinge book. So that's the sacred romance. So I'm really interested to read it again and see if it has a similar impact. If, if I, if I think it's bogus or, or hogwash now, uh, or if, if it still has that, that same pull, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. So before I get into book number four here, um, I, I randomized the order of my list each year, but I did cheat a little bit in that the first three books, I put those in that particular order. I put the Bible first because, um, well, it's the longest book on my list this year, and why not Why not get it over with? And I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. So I, I, I have that as the first one. And then the non-obvious megatrends, that's just a good book to read at the beginning of the year, uh, kind of see what, what may be going on during the year. And then I wanted my hinge book to be the third one. So after this, the rest of the books are in a randomized order. I did not choose this order. I put it into randomizer.org, and this is what came out. So book number four is Teaching a Stone to Talk. And this one's by Annie Dillard. This was recommended to me by Russ Ramsey, who happens to be my, my pastor. He is also an author himself. I have one of his books on my list this year as well. I heard him recommend this book on a podcast interview that he gave. And I, th I think from what I understand, it's, uh, it's a book about writing, maybe along the lines of um, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. So looking forward to that one. I've, I've heard other people talk about that one as well. Book number five is Lewis, The Reading Life. And this book was sent to me by the publisher. Um, I have a certain number of books each year that that I include that are sent to me either by the author or by the publisher. And two reasons I do that. One is if I ever become an author, I would hope other people would do the same thing to me if I sent them my book. And then secondly, I've actually come across some great books that way, ones that I wouldn't have necessarily seen or... Uh, or heard about, but uh, because they're sent to me, uh, I, I come across them and then they, they end up being really amazing. So this was one that was sent to me, but it's uh, about C.S. Lewis and it's his writing about reading. So as an avid reader and as an avid C.S. Lewis fan, as you'll see in some of the other books on my list this year, uh, this one 
obviously stuck out to me, and so I, I added this one to my list. Number six, Letters from an Astrophysicist by Neil deGrasse Tyson. I recently heard him on two different podcast episodes, one on the Tim Ferriss show and then a second one on the on Joe Rogan podcast. And both both episodes really interesting. I, I want to have a couple of science books on my, my list each year because that was one of my worst subjects in in school. And so I, I always want to be be continuing continuing to learn uh, in, in on on that level. Book number seven, The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. This was one that had a, a big impact on me in my 20s. And so this is one of them that I will be be rereading. I, I like to have at least one C.S. Lewis book on my list each year. And so this is the book that I'll be reading by C.S. Lewis this year. Uh, I'll be reading some others as well. But um, but this this is the kind of the apologetics book or the nonfiction book that I, I'd like to, to read each year. By by him. Book number eight, The Power and the Glory by Graham Greene. I asked a friend of mine from high school, Rob Burns. I used to call him Troop. I used to call him Troop Doggy Dog. And I asked him for recommendations. He is brilliant. And he is someone I look up to. And so he recommended two books on my list this year. And this is the, the first one. I really don't know anything about the book other than that he recommended it. I also heard it recommended on a podcast. I don't recall which podcast, but but uh, it did come up. And so when I hear books recommended from different sources, uh, that, that makes me uh, want to add it to my list as well. Book number nine, Peace Like a River by Leif Enger. I probably butchered his name, but uh, that was recommended also by, by Russ Ramsey, who recommended the Teaching a Stone to Talk book, and, and uh, also recommended by Greg Wilbur, who I met uh, this pre- th- this past year. And talk about libraries. This this man's office is, oh, it's, 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 it's like heaven. You go in, he's got, it's just wall-to-wall shelves, books. And um, uh, we had a meeting in his office one time, and I just staring at his book. We were talking about his, his book journey and all that. It was it was awesome. And so this is one that uh, both of these men suggested. Uh, I I don't read up on a lot of the books that I'll be reading. I, I, I get the recommendations or I, I see a book a lot and I try not to go much more than that. I mean, I, I don't even read the dust cover because I, I, I want to be surprised by the book and I, I, I don't want to know a lot going into it. So uh, that that's just something that uh, about my my reading list. So if I'm talking about a book and I have no idea what it's about, that's there's a reason for that. Number ten, Brave New World by Huxley. I've uh, heard about this one my my whole life, and this one seems interesting in that it seems to be more about uh, well, it's dystopian a dystopian future, but one that people readily take on, which kind of seems. A route that we might be taking. So, it, the book 1984 by Orwell, uh, from what I, I understand, that one is more like a, a big power, like a government kind of taking over and in, in putting us into a dystopian future. Whereas Brave New World is more our choice, kind of almost like social media in a way, where we're putting our information out there, uh, we're giving away our privacy, we're doing it. Uh, it's not some overlord over us doing it to us. So I wanted to read that one this year. Number 11 is The Orphan Mother. 
That's by Robert Hicks. I read uh, I read a, a book by Robert Hicks this year, and he is a local author here in Franklin. I've met him a few times, and he writes about the Civil War and and especially what it did in in Franklin, Tennessee. Here, so the orphan mother it, it kind of takes place after the other novel that I read this year, and it was recommended to me by the author himself. I asked him what uh, of his books. I should read next, and this is the one he suggested. Number 12 is Hamlet by Shakespeare. I like to have different uh, buckets each year. So maybe it's a particular author like C.S. Lewis. I want to read one C.S. Lewis book a year. I want to have a one Shakespeare play per year. And so for this year, it's going to be Hamlet. In college, I studied for a summer at Oxford. And while I was there, a group of us took the train into London and saw Hamlet at the Globe Theater, and that was quite an experience. So I bought the book while I was, while I saw the, uh, right after I, I saw the the play performed at the Globe and uh, read it once after seeing the play, but haven't read it since then. So uh, look for, looking forward to, to rereading that book. Number 13, Furious Hours by Casey Kep. This is one that was sent to me. And uh, again, I just like to have a few of those each year. On, on the list, and, and this is one of those. Number 14, Between the World and Me by Coates. And this one was also recommended by Rob Burns, who I, I uh, mentioned earlier, a friend from high school. And I obviously have seen this book all over the place, so I'm looking forward to reading this one. Number 15, Destiny Disrupted by Mir Tamim Ansari. This one was recommended on Instagram by Milo Milosh, and I I just put out a feeler. I said, I like to have at least one book about the Middle East each year on my list, and so uh, I asked for suggestions, and uh, this this is one that stuck out to me because it's written from, uh, it's, it's a history of the world through Islamic eyes, so that just sounds really intriguing, and uh, so that that's that's my... Middle Eastern bucket book for for this year. Number 16 is Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. This was one of the first novels I read. Uh, I mentioned my hinge book earlier, The Sacred Romance. In that uh, in, in that book, he, he, he talked about a lot of different um, works of, of classical literature, and Crime and Punishment was one of those. So that was one of the first one, books, uh, one of the first classics I picked up after reading that book, and I just ate it up. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I kind of thought just from reading classics in, in high school that they are all boring and, and horrible and being forced to read kind of makes it that way. But when I, when I chose to read Crime and Punishment and I, I was just, I was so engaged in the book and this was, this was 20, 20 years ago when I read, when I read it. So I'll be rereading it for the first time and, and looking forward to that experience. Book number 17, The Highlander's Last Song by George MacDonald. George MacDonald is my wife's favorite author, and so I want to have at least one book each year by by him, and, and this is uh, the one I've chosen for this year. Continuing on, number 18 is Range by David Epstein. This is a newer book. I heard Epstein interviewed on the Econ Talk podcast. And I think I heard him on a few other podcasts as well. I actually don't like that when I hear the same author on multiple 
podcast because I just I know they're doing the book round, but this one stuck out to me. And usually on this type of book, if I've heard the author speak on a, a number of podcasts, I figure I've probably gotten most of the the key lessons. But this one stuck out to me in that he references a lot of the books that I've read for this Books of Titans project. So I'm curious to see how he puts them all together. Uh, I hope it's you know someday down down the road to to maybe do something like that where i i write about uh the lessons i've learned the things that i've seen stick out in in a number of books and then also uh from what i understand of this book it's it's talking about um well the the tagline is why generalists triumph in a specialized world and i've always been someone who's been interested in a lot of things and i've i've I never really just want to go 100% down one route and only focus on that. I, I want to be doing different things. And so this idea, it, I, I like the idea. And so I, I just I'm looking forward to, to this book. Number 19, The Great Gatsby by Fitzgerald, F. F Scott Fitzgerald. Um, I read this one in, in high school and, and didn't like it because I was forced to read it. And so I'm going to be rereading it uh, for, for pleasure and joy and I'm excited about it. The other reason this one made the list this year is that uh, I read Killing Commendatore by this this year, in, in 2019, by Murakami. And that book, in the beginning, he, he says it's an homage, or actually, I, I read this elsewhere, but he says it's an homage to The Great Gatsby. Uh, Murakami said that about Killing Commendatore. So that made me curious to see what, and, and if there's... Uh, there's connection points between the two books, so that's that's uh, how that book made it. Number 20 is The Aeneid by Virgil. I like to have a few classics on each year's list. I guess the Bible would probably uh, be considered a classic, and then The Aeneid here. Uh, so I'm reading the Robert Fagels, I believe it's Fagels or Fangles, translation, and yeah, this one, that one should be pretty cool. Number 21, And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. I read my first Agatha Christie book this year on my 2019 reading list, and so this will be my second book. I, I'm thinking of having a, a a bucket for Agatha Christie each year, so one of the 52 books each year would, would always be an Agatha Christie book. They're really fun to read, and uh, and I the one I read this year, I, I, I did not guess at all the... The Killer. So they're mystery books and uh, murder mystery books. Number 22, Permanent Record by Edward Snowden. Uh, I'm kind of fascinated by Snowden. And so this is the book that he has has written. And and then I heard him on the, the Joe Rogan podcast. And that was just a really interesting episode because I, I didn't know the history of, of his life and just how he was in the NSA. It was just really fascinating. And so I know this book goes into, into that a little more. Also, I, with my work with website development and, and with different clients, uh, I just want to be up and, and knowledgeable on, on what's going on in, in the sense of um, data collection and how we can protect ourselves against that. So that's why that one's on the list. Number three, no, uh, number 23, Euclid's Elements. Now, this book is kind of like going back to school. I heard about this one in the, on the Online Great Books podcast. But uh, this one is is obviously super old and can be considered a classic. But this is like math, the basics of math, from what I understand, and and it takes you through and and I guess kind of goes through algebra. So it, it from, I think it's a workbook type thing where 
you know, you're, you're, you're doing, but, uh, doing math problems and stuff, but it, it seems to be kind of a logical way of, of looking at math and, 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 uh, providing an understanding of, of the basics that can help you move on. And so I've, I've been really, I was really bad at science and math in school. And so I always want to be challenged myself in, in those. And, and I like this idea of kind of going back to the, the classics and, and seeing, seeing, or trying to learn the basics of something from these classics. And then also just as, as I've, I have daughters that are, that are growing up, um, just even curious of, of, of what if I, I shared this book with them and, and we went through these math problems, uh, this way, instead of doing like a textbook, uh, going through Euclid's elements, something written thousands of, of years ago. So that, that one should be pretty, pretty interesting. Number 24, The Storm-Tossed Family by Russell Moore. I heard him on a podcast, and uh, this was another book that was sent to me by the, the publisher. Number 25, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Susan Collins. This is a new book that is part of the Hunger Games series. And I was in the Hunger Games movie. Uh, I'm a violinist, and in the last movie, there was a wedding scene where there was a violinist playing, and that was that was me. I was just kind of at the right place at the right time. The movie was uh, largely filmed in Atlanta, and I lived like a mile away from where they were filming, and they needed a, needed a violinist. So, to to prepare for that movie, I had not I did not know anything about the Hunger Games, and so I quickly read through all the books before before I um I went to to film there. Really fun experience, and uh, got into the books as as part of all that. And so this book. I guess takes place 10 years before the first Hunger Games book. So this book would be coming out in 2020. And so I, when I found out about it, I, I wanted to add it to the list. Number 26, The Romanovs by Montefiore. I read Jerusalem by this same author, Simon Sebag, Montefiore. And that was a f- fantastic book. That was a 2018 reading list. And so The Romanovs, I, I don't know anything about Russian history, and so I thought this might be a fun place to start. I, I trust the author, and so that's how uh, that book made it to this li- this year's list. It's a big one, but um, but I'm looking forward to that one. Number 27, Anti-Fragile by Tal- Taleb. I have, have read his other ones as part of this project, um, his other major books, and this is the one that I still have not read, so I, I need to get on that. Number 28, News of the World by Paulette Giles. This one was recommended to me by Larry Carson, and I met Larry through this project. He, uh, he got in touch with me, and uh, we, we've met in person. He also shares his, his uh, reading list on the Books of Titans website, so I'll, I'll link to that in the, in the show notes. But he, he said this is, this is an excellent book, and, and so this should, be, this should be really cool. Number 29, The Quick Adios by Tom Corcoran. I met Tom at Landmark Booksellers here in Franklin, Tennessee. I, I was in the store and, and he was visiting from Florida and we got to talking. He's had a really interesting life. He's, he's good friends with Jimmy Buffett and uh, so just has a ton of stories and, and he's an author. And, and uh, so I, I told him I'd, I'd include one of his books on my, my list this year. So he sent it to me and signed it and uh, so that's that's how this that one made it on number twenty nine, number thirty is the Handmaid's Tale, by Margaret Atwood. Uh, I've seen this book all over the place. I know uh, 
uh, Margaret just came out with another book this year, but um, just, yeah, I always see this book and have no idea what it's about. My guess is, is, is it's about a handmaid's, it's a tale about a handmaid, but uh, it's about the extent I know about it. But uh, I like not knowing and reading the book and, and finding out what it's about. Number 31, Struck by Russ Ramsey. So this is my pastor, Russ Ramsey, here in, in, um, in the Nashville area. And he had a heart, he had a heart condition a few years back where he was very close to death. And so he wrote about that experience. And, and this is the book that came out of that struck. So looking forward to getting to know my pastor better by, by reading this book. Um, and yeah, so th- th- that should be pretty cool. Number 32, Draft Number 4 by John McPhee. This one, I've heard Tim Ferriss talk about this all the time on his, on his podcast. I've never read a John McPhee book. He's got a ton of them out there. And this one is another book on, on writing. Uh, so I've heard great things and, and looking forward to it. Number 33, David Crockett by Michael Wallace. Another bucket on my list is I like to have at least one book about Tennessee uh, or Tennessee history somehow related to that since I live in Tennessee. So David Crockett, uh, that that's the book this year. This one was recommended to me by Joel Tomlin. He's the owner of Landmark Booksellers. That's how this one made it on the list. Number 34, Bach by Greg Wilbur. I mentioned Greg earlier. He, he suggested one of the books. Uh, he's also an author, and so I wanted to include one of his books on my list this year. Now on to the final segment, the last 18 books on my list for 2020. Number 35 is going to be The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami. This will be my third Murakami book. The first one I read is his book on running, so that is a that was a nonfiction book. And uh, this year I read Killing Commentadore, and then now this one, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle. The reason I chose this one, uh, well, one thing I really liked about Killing Commentadore is is or was all the musical references. So he rec- he references uh, jazz albums, uh, operas, works of of. Uh, orchestral pieces, that sort of thing. And I would listen to them while I was reading the book. And so it, it kind of gave a, 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 a new dimension to, to reading. So you're listening to the things that the character in the book is, is listening to while you're reading about it. It, it was, it was cool. And f- from what I understand on the wind up bird chronicle, uh, there's a lot of uh, references to opera. So it's a way for me to, to learn about music. And, uh, I, I like Murakami's books, uh, but but I really like that the music part of it as well. Number thirty six, Gone with the Wind, by Margaret Mitchell. Uh, I lived I used to live in Atlanta, a, about a mile from where Margaret Mitchell wrote this book, and just never read it, and didn't exactly realize it was a hundred or a, a thousand plus pages either until I got the book. But uh, I I already had it on my list, and so. It's it's on there, so it's going to be a, an epic one, but uh, one I've I just need to read. Uh, living in the South and uh, with it being such a epic book, uh, it's time. So I, that's one great thing about this reading project is is I get to put books I've wanted to read on uh, for for a while, and, and I, I get to put them on there and, and get through them. Number thirty seven, Noise by Daniel Kahneman. I heard about this book on the Farnham Street podcast. 
Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes that I've listened to this year of, of all podcasts. And so uh, Kahneman was, was interviewed and he mentioned that he has a book coming out in 2020. So I hope it's out in time for, for when, when, it, when I get to book number 37 next year. Number 38, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. This was actually on my reading list for, tw- to, for this year, 2019, but uh, it didn't come out till late in the year. It came out uh, October and uh, I was hoping to read it earlier in the year. So I, I moved it to this year and then replaced it with another book for 2019. So uh, Start With Why by Sinek was, was um, one of my favorites in for my 2017 reading list. And so if, if Simon Sinek writes another book, I'm going to read it. And so that's how that one got on the list. Number 39, Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom. This one won a, a Pulitzer Prize. It's by David W. Blight. And uh, I, in 2019, one of my favorite books was uh, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass. It uh, was one of the most important books I've read for this project. And it's from Douglass's point of view, obviously. And so I, I, I wanted to get a little more information on Douglass's life. And this one seems to be the, the book, book for that. Number 40, Where the Crawdads Sing, Dahlia Owens. Uh, obviously saw this one around quite a bit last year. It was, it was the, one of the most popular books in 2018. This one was recommended to me by Joel Tomlin, owner of Landmark Booksellers here in Franklin, Tennessee. So uh, I, I, I like reading books that have been popular to, to, to see why they were so popular. And, and then to also get, to have it recommended by Joel uh, that, that, caused me to add it to this year's list. Now, the next seven books are part of a series. They are part of the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. And you'll you'll see that uh, eight of my books are by C.S. Lewis on the, on the list this year, and then I have a ninth book of, of things that he has said about reading. So the, this year's list is heavily skewed to C.S. Lewis, but that's largely because of this seven book series, the Chronicle of Narnia's uh, of Narnia. So the first book in that series, the lion, the witch and the wardrobe, this is one of the first books I ever remember reading. And I would read this by fish tank light. So my parents thought I was sleeping. I'm sure they knew I was awake uh, as now that I'm a parent, you, you know, things, but I, when my light was off, I would turn my fish tank light on so I could, could read a little bit longer into the night. And I, I, I remember reading this book, taking this book out. I, my parents had bought me the, the set. I also remember taking the silver chair to school in first grade. We, we would have a little bit of time to read each day and we could bring it in our own book. And I would bring in the silver chair almost every day. And I guess it took me a long time to read it, but, uh, I've never read this whole series and I should not be able to be alive at 40 years old and to have not read the entire Chronicles of Narnia. So I need to remedy that, and I'm going to remedy that next year in 2020. So reading through the whole whole list, my daughter will be six years old next year. Um, my other one will be two and going on into, into three years old. I may read some of these to them at night as part of our uh, our time in, of, of reading each each night. I might start with, uh, with this series. So it'll be, that'd be, that'd be really cool and really neat if, uh, uh, I could read these to my daughter as part of, of next year's reading list. 
So we'll, we'll see. Number 48, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I have, I, I believe I've read this. Uh, it would have been 20 plus years ago, uh, but I don't remember the book at all. So Jason Staples, uh, podcast co-host here on some of the previous episodes, he recommended this one. He said I should check it out again. So um, he has been 100% on book recommendations. So if he recommends one, I, I add it to the list. Number 49, Survivor's Obligation by Joel Thor Neeb. I have uh, followed Joel on Instagram since 2017. And just an interesting guy. He uh, he lives in Atlanta where I used to live. And he had he had cancer. He was an Air Force pilot. And just, a, yeah, interesting life. I got through cancer. And so this is this book is, uh, from what I understand, it's, it's about uh, that that process and then the survivor's obligation. So, uh, Joel himself sent me this book, uh, but it, but it was one that I wanted to read once, once I saw on Instagram that, uh, that he had one coming out. Number 50, the call by Oz Guinness. This one was given to me by my mentor during college. So I, I would, I, I met with a, uh, a guy in college who was probably in his sixties at, at that point. And it was just a man that I looked up to, and he was an avid reader. He he was you know you you walked into his house. He had a, the office just full of books. And uh, the first day that we met, he handed me this book, and uh, you know it said read it, and we'll discuss next time we meet. And it it was it was a good book to give someone in college because it was talking about the call on on your life and and what you were going to do. And so I haven't read it since then, and, and I'm looking forward to to revisiting it. But that was given to me by Skip Nagel, Nagelvort, my uh, my mentor at the time. Number fifty one, The Life of Wallace by James Patterson. No, not that James Patterson. This is a James Patterson in the early 1900s, and this is a book I picked up in a secondhand bookstore in Edinburgh, Scotland. I am fascinated by William Wallace. I know a lot of uh, Braveheart was not real. Um, so I'm curious to see what people were writing about William Wallace in the early 1900s, before we had Braveheart, before we had uh, so, so, uh, all, all of that from the movie. Uh, I just wanted to see what, what people were, were reading. So I, I, I bought this old book, and the awesome thing about it is in the front it was given to a, a student for good behavior in like 1901. And... I just find it funny because Wallace was a rebel. He was, uh, you know, fought against the English. And so you give a, a kid for good behavior, you give him a book about a, a, a rebel. Um, but that one would be really cool. And it smells amazing because it's uh, over 100 years old, the book. The book is. Number 52 is Mouse by Art Spiegelman. This, uh, I believe, won the, the Pulitzer Prize as well. This was recommended to me by Josh Willis. It's it's a it's a cartoon book, and uh, a comic book. I, I I have not read a lot of comic books. I um, and so I'm actually combining this with another book. So don't tell anybody. But I'm I'm uh, I'm adding a book in front of Mouse here, and that is Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. So I'm going to read How to Understand Comics, and then I'm going to read this Mouse book, uh, uh, which which is a comic. So that'll be the final book on on uh, the 2020 reading list. Just a, a few things I want to highlight. 
at the end here. And these are just some, some categories I have of, so as an example, the book I'm most excited about reading of this 2020 reading list of 52 books is the Bible. That is the one I'm most excited. I've been thinking about it this whole year and it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be long. It's going to take a long time. I'm, I track how long each book reads. So I'm really curious to see how long it takes me to read through the entire Bible. And and I'll share that with you guys. But, um, yeah, I'm most excited about that book. Most curious, uh, would be the sacred romance, the, my hinge book. I'm, I'm curious to see if it, if it has that same pull as, as when I first read it. Most interesting book. I would, I would say that that will be Destiny Dis- Disrupted, and that's because it's a history of the world through Islamic eyes. Uh, I'm so guilty of, of, of knowing history from a, a Western perspective, so it'll be really interesting to, to read a history of the world through Islamic eyes. Most educational, Euclid's Elements. I think uh, just going back to the roots of, of math, and, and hopefully this helps me with... Uh, Remembering things that uh, that I learned in high school, but then also just getting better at, at math. Uh, never too late to do that. And the book that I can't wait to read, that will be Permanent Record by, by Snowden. I'm, I'm really curious to, to, to learn more about his life and, and um, to read that book. Uh, in the show notes, check, the, check out the, the links I have there. I'll, I'll link to the 2020 to my 2020 reading list. I will also link to the podcast episode on how to create a reading list. And then I'll, I'll, I'll link to Larry's list as well. Larry, who suggested one of the books on, uh, on my list for 2020. So I hope this was, was helpful. I hope, I uh, hope it was, was, uh, entertaining and hope you got some, some good book suggestions out of, out of this episode. That's going to do it for, for this one. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you thought of, of this episode. Maybe uh, if you have any questions about the books I chose or, or my process for, for choosing books, please email me. I, uh, you can reach me at eric at booksoftitans.com. That's eric with a K, so E-R-I-K, and then at booksoftitans.com. Let me know what you think. And you can follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter. And also the website is just stock full of resources to help you find books and create a reading list. I'll be back next week. I'll likely be covering the lessons of history by Will and Ariel Durant. And also later this year, I'm going to, once I finish my 2019 reading list, I'm going to go through each and every book. I'm just going to stack them all on my desk. And for that episode, I'm going to pick up each book and I'm going to just say the one thing I remember from that book. I'm, I'm really excited about that episode because that's one reason I started this project. I, w- I was having trouble remembering what I was reading. And so this part, this project, I've put a lot of things in place to help me remember what I read. And one of those things is just to try to pull one thing out of each book. So I'm going to see how well that worked by not consulting any notes, but just by looking at the book, picking it up and stating the thing that the one thing that I remember from that book should be fun until then keep reading keep learning and keep listening I'm out